0: on this episode of survival dispatch news we're going to talk about gas station preparedness this survival dispatch video is brought to you by nutrient survival nourish your body power your mind and we're back with survival dispatch news now today we're going to talk about a topic that doesn't get enough attention in the preparedness community and that is being prepared going into a gas station. Now I know you may be thinking this really isn't a big deal, but when you hear some of the stories that we have to share today, you're going to understand that this is important. And if you want to be prepared for any situation, make sure you get down there and you hit that like and subscribe button. Click the bell notification icon right next to it to make sure that you get notified every time we upload a new episode here on Survival Dispatch. But guys, I have a great panel of experts today to talk about gas station preparedness. We've got the CEO of of survival dispatch chris heaven we've got denny chapman from survival downrange we've got the dean of demolition mike sterling and my good buddy james from pilgrim ammo welcome everybody to the panel today this is going to be a great topic now i know chris uh and denny you guys do a lot of traveling actually you all do a lot of traveling but this is something that you're very passionate about so why is it so important that people are prepared for going into a gas station
1: well i mean I- a lot of people who, if they're traveling, they end up stopping at gas stations in areas that they're not familiar with. And as you know, kind of general guidance from multiple uh, law enforcement agencies, there seems to be a higher preponderance of uh, confrontations at gas stations that have a means of egress, like the interstate, for example. So you're trucking down the interstate, you need fuel, you're not familiar with the area, you pull off the interstate, there's a gas station right there. The bad guys know that if they, you know, rob somebody or accost somebody that they can get on the interstate and make miles pretty quickly. So not knowing where you're stopping is a big thing. Um, As far as confrontations are concerned, uh, gas stations are like a top five location uh, for where this stuff's going to happen. You you know, most people aren't paying attention. They're on their phones. They've got their wallet out. Uh, They're standing between their vehicle and, and the pump. And they're an easy target. At the end of the day,
2: I would agree exactly. Gas station is uh, gas stations like a smorgasbord for the bad guys because uh, all the victims are coming there, uh, you know. And uh, those those guys that want to take your money and your valuables, uh, or you, or your children, or whatever, um, you're an easy target for them because everybody needs fuel. Everybody who's traveling needs fuel for their cars. And the gas station is that place that we converge uh, to take care of business. And so the bad guys, that's why they like those gas stations.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's it's one of those things that we don't think about, right? We always think that we're safe there because there's other people there, but it may not necessarily be the case. Now, uh, James, this is the first time I've had you on Survival Dispatch News, but I know you've been here before for all of our returning guests. But uh, we were talking before the program, you had quite the encounter at a gas station yourself.
3: Yeah, some time ago, I mean, as we... Sort of branched out to uh, some of the gun stores that we were delivering to. We've got a quite a large, um a, got a, quite a large presence in Nashville with uh, you know the Glock store, High Caliber, uh, Nashville Armory, and, and the first time that I went up there to, to start that that part of the business, I never been through Atlanta, coming from from Florida up to uh, up to uh, Tennessee and. You know, as, uh, uh, as Chris was saying, know, yeah, just ran out of gas, you know, was, was running out of gas, the light went on, just pushed the old Apple Play and found the nearest gas station. It just didn't say, don't go to that gas station. So, you know, it was three o'clock in the morning uh, and I literally walked into the gas station because you couldn't do it at the pump and there was blokes throwing shit at each other like cans of food at each other inside the servo uh with gas station whatever you guys call it every um <clears throat> and uh you know the bloke behind the counter took my money and as i walked out a few of them followed me up uh and you know they wanted the watch they wanted the wallet you know uh asking 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 so you know it it, it happens it doesn't matter sort of you know what size you what size you are i'm kind of a bigger bloke uh, but you know, three o'clock in the morning, when guys get it inside their head that they they want something, you know, it, anybody can be a target.
0: Yeah, and I know it doesn't do James much justice, but if you can tell, he's a pretty pretty strapping uh, gentleman. So not something that you would consider an easy target. Uh, but sometimes, you know, in those witching hours, or uh, you know, when people aren't around as much, it can be very dangerous. Now, uh, Mike, you had a rather humorous story about when you were traveling. Uh, when you had to kind of make an emergency stop for uh, your significant other,
4: yeah, I think the uh, the the big thing that uh, that everybody needs to remember about this whole thing—I should have brought it up earlier—but predators hunt at waterholes. It's a waterhole, man. It's a really all it good analogy. Yeah. So, yeah, my ex-wife um, was just like the poster child for having zero zero attention to pay. None. Zero. So we're driving along. I'm half asleep. We're on our way back from uh, somewhere in Florida or something like that. We're going through Birmingham in the middle of the night. And it's not a good part of Birmingham either. Like I said, I'm, I'm mostly asleep and she just, I got to pee. Boom. Pulls off and she pulls off into a really, really bad place there's about 10 dudes hanging out out front and they are definitely the hyena pack i mean they're out there they are sniffing around looking for something bad to do and i wake up she's out of the car on her way in and i'm like looking around going dude dude i mean the 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 gas station is armored basically you know dude dude dude's more more locked in into their more than than a bank teller would be and uh i was just like well i i guess i'm just thrown into this situation only one thing to do now reached into the back seat (laughs) pulled out my ar threw a mag in and just went and sat on the hood of the car looked at the guys and said good morning and they sat there and stared at me and i sat there and stared at them until until she came out i gave her the side eye we got in the car and we drove away you know, my AR between my knees. And and she's like, well, what do you got that out for? I was like, do you not have any clue as to what is going on around you? Situational awareness.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge one uh to remember is just kind of being aware of where you are and what you're doing is so very important. But kind of like what James was talking about, it's not like you get on Apple Maps and it says this is a pretty pretty questionable, sketchy gas station, you really probably shouldn't go here. Sadly, we don't have that technology yet, but, uh, you know, being ready for that, a great way to avoid these situations is to, well, just avoid the situation altogether and make sure that you're not, you know, running the tank down to zero. I know that, you know, as guys, we kind of like to push things to the limit, right? We like to try and see how far we can, you know, test the ability of our equipment, but this really isn't the time to do so.
2: I don't do that i'm i'm i've got the old man uh, i don't i don't know what you call it chris we were talking about this (laughs) in a previous video i hate to let my fuel tank get below quarter of a tank call me no fogey or whatever but man i i I leave my gas topped off as much as possible i still got to pull into a gas station to do it but uh yeah man don't don't let your car run out of gas but you know this just brings up an interesting point because mike was talking about you know, maybe you're on a long trip, your wife's driving, your buddy's driving or whoever, Not, and it's not you. I know all of us here on this panel, we understand the value of situational awareness, and we pay attention to what's going on around us all the time, everywhere. But our buddies don't necessarily do that, and our wives and girlfriends or whoever don't necessarily do that. So this situational awareness concept is something we really need to instill into the people we hang out with as well.
0: No, that's a really good point and you know sometimes it can be a little tricky right you maybe you have like young kids and it's like daddy i need to go now uh and so it, it's one of those things that you kind of have to be prepared for regardless and obviously you know having the right ammo in that type of situation could be very important uh james i want to kind of give you a little bit of shameless plug here for pilgrim ammo uh obviously overpenetration, a big issue when you're in a gas station where there's you know flammable explosive liquids all around Tell us a little bit about the uh, the products you guys make.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, most people carry nine, so I'll run with that one. It's a it's a fifty grain round uh, that moves at two thousand feet per second and uh, hits with four hundred fifty foot pounds of kinetic energy. Uh, and if you can see how deep that crevice is, uh, what happens? I mean, it'll penetrate barriers. I uh, you know wood, drywall. Uh, car doors it'll penetrate windshield, windshield glass accurately um, but when it hits a soft target hydraulic pressure obviously builds up in the, in the nose of that cavity and then literally explodes naturally forming base plate uh, occurs going through to about 11 inches on gel block but for the first five inches of that wound you've got a, a starburst pattern that's that, as I said goes out to about five inches uh, now that's important particularly in build up areas uh and and gas stations what we're talking about you know because you've got you know other bowsers around and obviously you know with a lot of people hanging around you know you can't always be sure about what's behind your target uh, so um you know yeah make sure you've got the right ammo in your weapon uh, you know and we you know i think we've given you guys a uh, a discount code so your viewers can can benefit from that. But yeah, give it a shot and, and see what you th- you think of it. But I mean ammo is very, very important in that situation. Uh purely because, you know, you've got flammables, you know, most gas stations that have got uh, those refillable propane tanks as well. There's a lot of shit that can go wrong. Uh and of course, you know, just the, the innocent bystanders, you know, you you get some you get some guy who and yeah, you know, in, in that situation, unfortunately, you've got a drop. Uh, you know, if you're running with ball ammo, um, you know, you're gonna get him, you're gonna get whoever else is behind it. And then there's ricochets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A lot of steel, a lot of shit around. So yeah, um yeah, ammo is very, very important in that situation.
0: Yeah, and guys, if you haven't tested out Pilgrim ammo, you really should give it a shot. Definitely a great supporter of the channel here. We'll make sure we get that discount code down in the uh the description of the video if you want to check them out, please do so. Uh really stand up. Uh American company here, uh we love you guys, James. It's you guys make all sense you have really-
2: to do is watch the video on on James's uh on Pilgrim Ammo website. Watch that yep. video about ballistic gel and you'll be a be a believer in, and Chris and I both carry uh pilgrim torch ammo proudly.
0: No, You're really it's
4: like shooting a nickel plated five gallon bucket.
1: it's pretty impressive it's very impressive for sure
0: no it's really good stuff so uh let's let's talk about this a little more let's talk about the mindset of going into a gas station a little bit and just kind of understanding how we need to you know look at this situation obviously mike you've been in some pretty dicey situations before being an eod uh give us your thoughts on you know when you approach a gas station if you have to make that emergency stop uh, how should people approach these situations? So,
4: in in, in my opinion, you, you get you you only really get two different options for that situation. You can go you can go low vis, right, and and work predominantly for deterring any issues that are or avoiding any issues that are going to wind up coming up, or you can go high vis um, and. And that's when you're outright deterring because of show of force. So example on that, uh, when when COVID first started and everything was getting crazy and everybody was very unsure of what was going on. We were on a government contract. We had possession of a large quantity of government equipment that belonged in Albuquerque uh, for those folks out there. And they said, hey, we don't really know what's going on. Will you deliver that stuff to us? Okay, so we drove all this all this stuff from northern Alabama all the way to there. Well, we didn't know what was going to be going on. Um, You know, things were things were getting a little weird out there. So I told the crew, hey, we're all going to uniform up. Everybody's going to wear, you know, contractor uniform. So you're all wearing five elevens and a black polo shirt with a, uh, you know, with with your your full size holster gun open carried. And everybody's got a everybody's got an AR in in the truck with them. So you're like and, you're going
0: full Blackwater at this
4: point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that was intentional because we were like, okay, look, if there's gonna be something that's gonna happen, we're gonna portray ourselves as a hard target. Nobody needs to be screwing with us. So we, uh, our, our option in that case, and this, uh, this is where uh, we basically establish an SOP that really would have worked great for for you guys, Chris and Denny, on your bug out when you're running multiple vehicles and multiple personnel. So you pull up to your gas station. One person gets out, and that person's job is to pull security continuously while the other person is concentrating on fueling concentrating on on doing vehicle checks that other person's job is to pull security and to make themselves look like a hard target okay so that's going to deter folks from from coming your way and then we would either swap out or the other person would just pull a vehicle forward and keep on working all the vehicles right so that's an option uh but uh, you know, going low viz and, and saying, okay, look, you know, I don't have anything worth taking. You're keeping an eye out, but you're not looking like you're keeping an eye out. You're not portraying yourself as a hard target. You're just portraying yourself as, no, there's nothing, there's nothing to steal here, kids. And I I know Chris has got a great talk out on that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
4: For whatever reason, I've, uh,
1: Had a number of uh, incidents at gas stations over the years. Uh, I drove across the country when I was 18 years old on a crotch rocket to get to my uncle's. That was your first mistake. Yeah, Ended up getting in a confrontation in Carlisle, Arkansas. And uh, it it was a a drug dealer who was hell-bent determined that he was going to sell me drugs and do sexual favors for for the drugs. And uh, I didn't take too kindly to that and uh, ended up in a meeting with the sheriff so <laughs> anyway i i think what the important thing here here is that there are different levels and different stages of situational awareness so you know mike's example with his ex-wife if, if you come upon a gas station and it looks like it's a bad scene then avoid that gas station go to the next one and when you get to the next one it doesn't look near as bad Don't have your face buried in your phone, you know, not paying attention to what's going on around you. When I fill our vehicles, I put, you know, the handle on and I step away from the vehicle so I've got a full view of everything that's around me, you know, and and you guys know that we actually, as recently as last month, because of detours and wrecks and construction, all kinds of stuff, ended up having to stop on the south side of Atlanta which we would have never done under normal circumstances, but all total was about a three hour delay and put us in a situation where we had to get fuel. We pulled in, uh, there was a hand car wash behind the gas station. There were people pulling in, visibly buying drugs. There were people coming out of the woods, buying drugs. They, they all took an interest in us uh, and I was open carrying. And I, I'm telling you right now, if I wasn't open carrying, we probably would have been you know, a target, potentially a victim um <clears throat> so another interesting thing I'll let somebody else kind of carry on is a lot of uh, law enforcement officers that I'm friends with or have been, you know, acquainted with over the years have said almost every single instance when somebody was accosted in this type of scenario they felt like something wasn't right in other words they voiced their opinion that you know I got to this gas station and something just felt off, it didn't feel right, but they stayed there, and then ended up getting assaulted or robbed or whatever the case may be. So it's kind of interesting, you know, our intuition as humans, it's hard to quantify and qualify. But if something doesn't feel right, then it probably isn't right. And you should probably recognize that and, you know, get out of the area as quick as you can.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that trust your gut feeling. And there are some real basic guidelines that that you can follow, you know, um, picking a gas station. Hopefully you have a choice. You're not absolutely empty and you you don't have to pull in the first one you see. But pick a well-lit gas station. Um, If you can pick the aisle in the center where the clerk or the employees of the gas station can see you, that's an extra set of eyes, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you got these, we got these big circle Ks and several different, you know, 7-Elevens and big uh, gas station and convenience stores here. And uh, they have a long line of, they have maybe 10 or 12 sometimes different uh, lanes you can pull into. And don't pull into the end lanes. Don't go the first or second. Um, there's You'll have more visibility. You'll have more eyes on you if you're in the center. It's generally a little bit better lit and so on. And I love Chris's idea of, Um, not staying stationary and making yourself a solitary confined target right there, holding the pump. Uh, I do what Chris does as well. I, I set the pump and I'm mobile and I'm looking. And, you know, another thing is, you know, you shouldn't be shy when you're getting gas, make eye contact. If you see somebody make eye contact because that in itself could be the deterrent to the guy that's thinking about doing bad things to you.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. Obviously, you know, predators are looking for an easy target. Uh, and if you make yourself, you know, more assertive, like even like what Denny was talking about, just making eye contact. A lot of people are, are scared to make eye contact these days or like, like Chris was talking about, they're always, you know, like down on the phone, you know, looking at that, trying to, you know, just avoid contact with people. But if you, you know, hold yourself in a way that, you know, says, Hey, I'm here. Don't mess with me. I'm not saying you got to be, you know, super machismo about it, but just being aware and, you know, making that eye contact, be like, yeah, I see you over there, uh, and just, you know, kind of we nod and just, hey, how's it going? That sort of thing. That can be enough to just make somebody say, okay, this is somebody who's not going to be an easy target because he's aware of his surroundings. Here's her surroundings. I should. Yeah, say.
2: it could be. It's we we call it command presence. When I went to police academy a long time ago, and it's just establishing yourself as. Uh, you know, someone with the, that, that can be assertive. Uh, you're not going to stand there with, you know, sh- not looking with, you know, shrugged shoulders, your, your chest back, eyes open, look, looking around, you know, making eye contact. And uh, I, when I walk into a gas station, I'm look. you know, if I, if it's got glass windows, call me paranoid or whatever, I'm looking before I even go in the doors. And as soon as I go in the doors, I'm looking right, I'm looking left and I'm uh, assessing that's, situation I want to I want to get eyes on on people I even find myself uh, going through you know if someone looks a little sketchy I even go through a little description of them in my mind so if something does happen I can say if it's a guy in the black hoodie uh, with the sunglasses carrying the backpack and uh, ripped jeans. So I really, I really pay attention. I think everybody should pay attention. Mike, what do you, what do you think, Mike? You're smiling.
4: <laughs> I, I said I think that narrows it down. You just described the Unabomber. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a moment yeah. for for Uncle Ted. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: I you know, suppose we, we, the other we, side we, of we, we that. About... Go ahead, Denny.
2: <laughs> we talked about ammo, but ammo goes along with, you know, ammo's no good unless you have a weapon to use it in, right? We we haven't really addressed that yet either.
3: Yeah. I mean, what I was going to say is the other side of that coin is, is you know, don't overreact as well. You know, I mean, you're right. There's no problem in saying g'day to people. You know, and I tend to do that wherever I go anyway, you know, whether I'm at a gas station or in a bar or, or, you know, on the street. But, you know, when those blokes came out of the, and it could even be the same servo that, that you're in, uh, Chris, on the south side of Atlanta there, uh, <clears throat> it sounds pretty much like the same place. I, uh, you know, when the guys came over to my truck and they were like, you know, give us all you got, give us what you got, you know, uh, just go to the boxes in the back of my truck and saying, yep, no worries, i got something for you. Uh, pulling the weapon out, racking it. I didn't need to point it at anybody. I just had it, my hand just down by my side and went back to feel in the truck. You know, that was enough of a deterrent for them to walk away. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to go to the overkill and, and, you know, train it on them in any way, shape or form. You know, and so, you know, the other side of that, you know, being aware, but... Also, you know, there is no need to to go uh, die hard mode.
4: So, I am not allowed to carry hand grenades in situations like this.
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's I, I wouldn't of,
4: tell you. I wouldn't tell you not to have fun,
0: mate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're all about having I, fun here.
2: <laughs> and make it, you know, I mean, make it a it's statement. statement. If if you carry your EDC, if you carry your your pistol, if you normally. Uh, if you normally do that, uh, hopefully you've trained with it, you know how to use it you need, and you know uh, the circumstances in which you're allowed to use it and the laws and all that sort of thing. Have it Have it with you because the weapon does you no good. If you need it, you don't have it. It's better to have it and, and not need it uh, as well. Hey, do you guys did you guys see the video of the, the, the person getting mugged at the gas station by a van full of dummies? And he actually used the hose as a, the gasoline as a weapon. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then oh, yeah. Then he sprayed it into Absolutely the open door it. of the van as they were driving mm-hmm. off. That gave me the warming fuzzies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. What's next? I got a lighter, kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with the EDC, they always say this bring a fire starting kit with you. So, I mean, That's, that's one way to do it for sure.
4: (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you what, you know,
0: it it works for a lot of
4: guys in in prison. If you can prove yourself to be the craziest person in the room like that, Mm -hmm. you immediately have everyone's attention.
0: Yeah, no question. Jenny brought up
1: a good point of being also being aware of the location that you're in and how the laws pertain to you carrying a weapon, acceptable use of force, those sort of things. So we were the first state to get Stand Your Ground 2006 here in Florida. And the Stand Your Ground law is only three sentences long in the state of Florida. And it's it's pretty clear, basically, if somebody feels that they are in imminent danger, then they can use deadly force. So in other words, they perceive somebody had a gun and that that person was going to shoot them. They could use deadly force. Then you find out afterwards that the person did not have a gun they still can defend themselves understand your ground you know it's a it's a very open-ended broad law Um, and a quick anecdotal example in 2010 there was a guy pulled into a gas station in jacksonville which has some pretty shady areas as well especially right off of i-95 there were some kids pulled in an suv beside him they had music playing loud he told them to turn the music down they told him to f off he turned around dumped a mag into the side of that vehicle because he claimed that somebody sitting in the back seat had a gun at that point if he had to stop the the you know encounter at that particular point in time he would have been protected under stand your ground however the suv then left the gas station and he changed mags and emptied another mag into the back of the vehicle there were four <clears occupant throat> in the vehicle um firearms uh, penalties in the state of Florida are a minimum of 20 years per charge that you're convicted of minimum so nobody had a gun in that vehicle. So again, if he had to stop with the first mag, he wouldn't have been found guilty, probably wouldn't have even been charged because he felt he was in fear for his life. that's how open-ended our law is here in Florida. but when he dumped the second mag and those people were, you know, trying to escape the situation. They were no threat to him. He got an 80-year sentence. Done, Done. That's what I'm
3: saying I, before I you would, can't go over him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's safe to say in every jurisdiction in the country, you can't shoot somebody in the back who's trying to leave. Yeah, no. you've, got, you've got to use Whether this
4: before you use this. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: Whether it's castle doctrine or stand your ground under all those circumstances, if the person's trying to get away, you you can't shoot them in the back, number one. Number two, almost every court in the country will value human life over property. So if you take action and you take somebody's life because, you know, they they picked up your bicycle and were running away with it, that doesn't qualify, you know, as far as, you know, legitimate self-defense is concerned. So being aware of these things could save you a whole lot of issues down the road, legally
0: speaking. When you make that decision to carry, you gotta make sure you know what your local laws are. And if you're traveling with your firearm, you better be looking into your, with whatever state or territory you're going into, you need to be aware of the laws there. And that's your responsibility as a, uh, you know, someone who's concealed carrying or open carrying, uh, depending on what you're doing. So make sure you do that. And we are not lawyers here. Uh, So don't use survival dispatch as a defense uh, because uh, it is your responsibility (laughs) to know these things. But if you need practice, like what Denny was talking about, make sure you check out ammo.com. I'd really appreciate it. We got tons of practice ammo there for you to help you get ready. So you have those skills in case you have to uh, defend your life uh, from an attacker. So, you know, I think we've covered a lot of bases here today. Uh, Let's just kind of wrap up with our uh, top points. Denny, you had something else you wanted to add? Yeah, I just want to
2: bring one thing up for our viewers watching us. How many of you have ever been to a gas station and the guy or the gal walks up to you and says, oh, man, can you spare a buck or two? I, all I'm on an empty and I just got to get to the next town over. Um, if you say, oh, okay, and you open your wallet, you're making yourself a potential target uh, in the in the case that that person may not be legit. And most of the time they are not. And so it might if you're if you're a softy and you're soft hearted find your hard spot and just when they walk i don't even when they start walking up to me i look at them i say and they walk away i don't even have to say a word nope i just i just sometimes i say no sometimes I just no because you know first off that they they, they they can kind of corner you if they're if they're if it's if they're the bad guy and they're actually going to try to mug you You've shown them your wallet. You've shown you may have money. You've taken your, your your you know your your attention is not in the right place. You've made yourself a soft target at that uh, at that point. So if you're approached at a gas station, my advice is find your hard spot, um, save your soft spot for the for for something legit, and just just say no. Yeah, as, I'd,
1: I'd add two quick things. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, don't be trapped between the pump and your vehicle. Because now when somebody approaches you, you, you know, you, your exit options aren't very good, uh, number one. Uh, number two, uh, we we've discussed this previously, but some people carry a dummy wallet. So a wallet that's full of, you know, just crap. Nothing that identifies you. Like Mike I Sterling. Think- like I, I've heard of people <laughs> carrying them full credit cards and stuff, but that still has your name and whatnot, right? Does but it? I had a friend of mine who was a truck driver, <laughs> and uh, he got he got robbed a bunch of times. You know, putting many miles on over the years, and he just had it in the door. He'd say, "Here, take my wallet," and it would look like it was a legit wallet. He'd put a few bucks in it, some singles and stuff like that. Don't you do that, Mike?
4: So, little hint for the the credit cards thing: <laughs> you get stuff in the mail all the time with hey there this is your introductory credit card and stuff it's not a live credit card or anything like that some people throw those away some people use those for other things (laughs) (laughs) it may have your name on it but it does it's no it's it's not live it's not linked to you in any way shape fashion or form yeah i'm just saying
2: i've actually thought about doing that i've actually thought about buying a a two dollar wallet and throwing some old expired crap in there and a, and a couple of bucks just you know uh, and if nothing else you can use that as a decoy and throw it while they go to fetch it and either you know leave or defend yourself against the other bad guy or whatever so i've yeah. actually been thinking about doing that yeah
1: did what i just want to add one last thing just before we wrap up here um you know mike spoke to the topic of target hardening and generally speaking, whether it's your person, your home, your business, whatever the case may be, if it looks harder to you know, rob you or break into your property, chances are they're gonna go somewhere else. However, just like James noted, James is a big guy. There's always outliers. And again, I w- we could do an all-day episode on Survival Dispatch News with me telling nothing but gas station stories. I have literally driven hundreds of thousands, if not millions of miles. The point is, is that there's always going to be outliers. And in my experience, again, it's anecdotal. When you stop somewhere at night that's in a bad location and you got people that are jacked up on all kinds of different chemicals and pharmaceuticals, they don't give a shit that you're as big as James. You know, they may not even care if you're open carrying because they're not of sound mind. So, you know, yeah, it it works to to target hard. It works if you've you've got a muscular build, you carry yourself with confidence, and you're open carrying. You're not an easy target. Probably won't be targeted, but there's always that instance when some druggie or group of druggies, like in James's case, they don't care. They want what you've got. Yeah,
3: and just to extend onto that, Chris, I mean, yeah, nobody's invincible you know when those blokes were surrounding me you know I you know if I didn't have access to the piece you know while I'm dealing with one it's easy for one to get around the back of you and you know that's some situational awareness you know I can step back I don't get myself in between the vehicles yada yada once I had the weapon I and you know but nobody's invincible and you know it's it's very very easy um, i've had this experience happen myself not at a gas station but at another incident where you know i felt like somebody just thudded me in the back a couple of times and then all of a sudden my legs went out from underneath me and i'd been stabbed uh you know it, it's it could happen that quickly
2: yeah I know God, we you, you,
4: you can't account idea. for the crazies the crazies are going to do what the crazies are going to do and you know at a certain point you know you've got you know, you've got the rational ones on one side of the spectrum and all the way on the other side of the spectrum you've got the ones, you know, that are naked, high on bass salts, and just finished chewing somebody's face off. So choose that party. It's a party now, kids. <laughs>
0: No, that's great, guys. Really good advice, uh, I think, for all of our viewers here. Uh, let us know down in the comments if you ever had an issue at a gas station before. Let us know down there what you what happened to you and how did you handle it. It'd be great to hear your stories. We Really appreciate everybody's input from the community here for making Survival Dispatch news a success. And we'll catch you on the next one.